I encourage you, if you will, to turn with me in your copy of God's Holy Word to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. Joshua 6, 1 through 7. And if you are physically able, I would ask if you would at this time to stand in reverence and honor as we read God's Word. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every one straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to him, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward. March around the city and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. And all of God's children said, Amen. You may be seated. Going forward. Billy Graham once told of the story when he was seven years old. He said, My father bought me my first bicycle. I'd never ridden one. Patiently, my family and friends tried to teach me the art of cycling. I soon found out there was one thing I must do if I was to stay on the bicycle. Keep moving forward. If I ceased to go forward, I would fall and hurt myself. He went on to say, so it is in the Christian life. We can never live this life on the highest plane unless we are continually growing and moving forward. He also said you should be closer to God today in heart, soul, and body than at any other time so far in your life. How true. We are always to move forward in our Christian walk. By the time we, got to, we get to Joshua 6, the story that we read today, and we did not read all of the story, and I encourage you to go back today and read all of chapter 6, but by the time we get to Joshua 6, the nation of Israel had, of course, been brought out of Egyptian slavery uh, under the hand of Moses. They had been brought through 40 years of wilderness wandering, and now uh, Moses had died, and Joshua had now succeeded him as the leader of God's people. And they now, with a new generation, had crossed over through the Jordan River into the land of promise. This was the land 
that God had promised and given to them. But there was work to do. They had to, by faith in God and those promises, subdue the land that God had promised to them. And just because they had entered the land didn't mean they'd conquered the land. God had given the land to them and the promise of His power and the promise of victory by His hand, but they still had to go forward and finish the job. Young Christian, maybe you're here today, I want you to know, or, uh, or any Christian, when you gave your heart and life to Jesus Christ, you just entered. There's still much work to do. All of us here, no matter where we are in our journey of faith in life, we must continue to go forward. There is more to possess. Joshua leading the people into the promised land and subduing it is really a picture of Christ leading his people into victory with his presence and with his power even today. Ushering in the kingdom of God. And we with the presence and the power of God are living and loving and learning and laboring and leaning on Christ out loud together with the church. See, it was time for the walls of Jericho to come down in history and in the life of the nation of Israel. And there are barriers today to the expansion of the kingdom of God here on earth that need to come down in our personal lives, in our nation, and in our world. The kingdom of God must continue to multiply. There's work to do. There's land to possess for Jesus Christ's glory and His namesake. There's souls to win. His will must be done on earth as it is being done in heaven. You see, God wins in the end, and we know that, right? God wins in the end, and His will will be accomplished. And it's by His power that this will will be accomplished. But listen to me, not without cost. Not without cost. And I fear that many times, which is a true theology uh, of many of us that believe in that premillennial time and the rapture of the church, and we, we understand that even though we might not agree on every point of revelation, we understand that God wins in the end, and we who are His children win with Him. And most of us believe that the, the world's going to get worse. And I think sometimes, even though that's a true doctrine or theology to, to most of us, that, that we kind of settle in with that. Well, I'm a believer. I'm getting carried away someday when Jesus returns. He's going to win. And we kind of get settled in to that truth, and we forget about the work that is still to be done until Jesus Christ returns. And that we are a part of that process of ushering in the kingdom of God, spreading the fame and name of Jesus Christ. You see, the kingdom wins because God wins and His will is done, but as I said, not without cost and not without the work and faith of the people of promise. And that's you and I, the church, each Christian, even individually. 
But just like riding your bike, if you're not moving forward, you eventually fall. You can't stand there and, and, and balance in the same place for too long. Or it so goes for the life of a local body, a local church. There must always be a moving forward, a growing, possessing more souls for Jesus Christ, pursuing awakening, revival, being missional in all we do. And so in taking the text today, I'd like to look at three directions that God gave to Joshua. And Joshua then in turn gave to the people of Israel in our going forward. And I want you to note that, yes, it was the power of God that caused the walls of Jericho, those fortified walls of that great city, to fall that day. It was the power of God. It was the mighty hand of God. But there was still human responsibility on behalf of God's chosen people. There was a divine power, and there was human responsibility to be done by God's people as an act of faith. The first thing he told them to do was march. You see, we must march because God has instructed us to do so. Christian idleness is not an option. To march means to advance in step, and in this case, in step with the body of Christ. Are you in step with the body of Christ today? Are you marching with the body of Christ? You see, we must advance in our worship. We must advance in our service, in our discipleship in our going forward with the gospel to all the world. We must keep going forward, marching together. Are you in step with the church? Are you walking in fellowship with the people of promise? And if not, what will be our excuse someday when we stand before the Lord as to why we sat idle while so many others in the past and in the present and in the future to come, gave so much, even their lives. What will be our excuse for sitting idle while others in the present are on a foreign mission land, in a prison cell being persecuted for their faith, worshiping in secrecy, or either just bearing so much of the load at the local church What will be our excuse to the Lord while others, past, present, and in the future, will march so hard and so diligently for the gospel of Christ? You see, we are a covenant people made and commissioned to march together. Secondly, he told them to blow the trumpet. And when they marched, they were to blow the trumpet continually. The trumpet and its blowing was to sound forth not only the freedom of God's people, but also victory that would come to them by the mighty hand and power of God. You see, we must blow the trumpet continually because the church or struggling Christians there beside you today, before you today, behind you today, they need to hear the encouraging and strengthening sound of the everlasting gospel of freedom and victory. 
They need to hear it. We must sound the trumpet continually because the world, those lost in darkness, must hear the sounding forth the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. Victory in Jesus is not just an old hymn that is dear to many of us, friend, and that it is. It ought to be a way of life, and it ought to affect the way that we talk and the way that we act in the way that we pray, in the way that we praise, in the way that we give, in the way that we testify, in the way that we love, in the way that we encourage. It ought to affect the way that we sing. In all we do, we must ever sound forth the trumpet of victory for all to hear. Continually. And beloved, we must be public about our faith as we march, public about our faith and the hope that we have found in Jesus Christ, the trumpets must not be silent from your life or from the life of a local church. They need to see us march. They need to hear our sound of victory in Jesus Christ. Also, he told them to shout, On the seventh day, the seventh time around, after the long trumpet blast, the people were to shout and the walls would then come down. You see, the shout of faith, it must be made. Believing that God brings down the walls that lead to victory even before we physically see them fall. You see, if we wait to believe that God will work mightily, if we wait to believe when we see the walls come down, then we're in no better spiritual shape than the unbeliever. If we say, I'll believe it when I see it, we're in no better shape than the unbeliever. There's no difference. But we believe because we see. We see God We see His promises. We see His power by faith even before we see them physically with our eyes. You see, the world needs to see the Christian walk in faith. Talk of faith. The world needs to see the church once again live in a faith that shows the greatness of our God. See, if God has given you mighty promises, and He has, if He has given the church mighty promises, and He has, then we need to make mighty plans in His name and by His power and for His glory. We must march. We must sound forth the trumpet continually. We must give the shout of faith Two others that I hadn't planned on preaching, but I just the Holy Spirit brought them to my mind, was after the walls came down, God told them to go in and they were to fight. He'd give them the victory, but they were to fight. Christian, there is a fight of holiness, of conviction, of belief, uh, uh, for, for Christ's namesake and for His glory. There are things worth fighting for, for the glory of God, for our purity. And then he, he told them to go in and take, but not to keep. 
to take the spoil but not to keep it, and it was to give unto God what was God's. Are you hearing me this morning? Give unto God what is God's. You see, one person can march magnificently, but when an army marches, nations take notice. One trumpeter can blow an inspiring melody, but when thousands blow the trumpets together in unison continually, the world will take notice. One person acting in faith in God can capture hearts and open doors of the gospel to many, but when an army comes together, Shouting victory in faith. Oh, how we see the walls of the enemy collapse and Christ's kingdom being opened up more greatly upon the earth in which we live. And yes, as Brother Vernon brought out, I, as I've read this story many, many times, heard it year after year in Sunday school classes as a boy, have preached on it before in times past. But as Brother Vernon said, this is what really came out to me, that they were to do this together in unity, publicly, continually, in faith, before the watching world. And beloved, if you get nothing out of this today, this is what I want to share with you that together or in unity we must publicly and continually live out our faith in Christ before the world for God's glory. Together, publicly, in faith, for God's glory and for the kingdom that has come and is ever coming. Possessing more of the land for Jesus Christ in our time. I want to ask you a question today. Are you a part of God's army? Are you a part of God's army? Have you ever received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you ever called out to Him, agreeing with Him that you're a sinner in need of salvation and that He is the only Savior of the world, God in the flesh? Have you surrendered your life to Him? Have you asked Him for forgiveness? Have you asked Him into your heart? If not, why not do that today? In the quietness of this moment, would you call out to the King of all creation? Would you call out to Him and Make Him your Lord and Savior today. And maybe you have done that. Maybe even over the last few weeks, privately, at invitation time, or at other times, maybe during your week in your home alone, the Holy Spirit came upon you as you pondered these things. And maybe you have privately called upon the Lord to save you and rejoice that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved but you've never made it public. I don't believe much in a private Christianity. 
Would you today, would you maybe come to the altar as we offer a hymn of invitation? And if you just can't do that today, just yet, would you at least fill out a commitment card and maybe place it in my hand or in the hand of one of our deacons at the doors today? That we might help you on your spiritual journey and taking those next steps? Would you at least maybe, if nothing else you can get out today, would you just whisper it? To me today, I've asked Jesus into my heart. Will you help me? I'd love to meet with you and help you. If you can't even do that, will you tell a trusted friend? Will you at least start there? Would you tell a trusted friend today, you've asked Jesus into your heart. Would you help me take the next step? The trumpet must sound, my friend. And we must march together. And we must live in faith together. And and maybe long-term Christian, I want to ask you today, are you in step with the church? And that is shown by our actions. Are you sitting idly while so many others are marching hard and diligently and tired and weary Boy, we could use some extra trumpet blowers. I don't know if that's good grammar, but you know what I mean. We sure could use some more people to march with us in unity and sound forth the trumpet, shout the shout of faith with us as we take the gospel into this city, into our families, and even through missionaries around the world. Would you rededicate your life today? Would you come to the altar and repent and begin to march with us? Wherever you are today, would you ask for God's help? And would you just go forward with the church publicly and in faith? Because that's what God has designed us for, for his glory. Heavenly Father, would you have your way and move freely in the hearts and lives of all of us in this room today. Draw us more deeply, Lord, into the battle. Add to our faith today, Lord. Give us strength to sound forth any public decisions that need to be made in this house today. Lord, strengthen our feet to march and prepare our hearts to march in unity with each other. This is not for my glory. It's not for even this local church's glory. It's for your glory, Lord. It's for the kingdom's sake. It's for the name of Jesus Christ to be exalted and lifted high. It's for the kingdom that has come in Jesus and is ever coming today and in fullness tomorrow. God, strengthen this local army today. And not only that, your church around the world 
Help us, Lord, to walk together, to talk together, to pray together, to praise together, to give together, Lord, that the world will continue and even more so take note of the victory that we have in you, that we have heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, who gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. Give us strength of voice to ever sing forth that victory. We give you this time, Lord, because it's yours. Work in the hearts and lives of all of us today and bind us together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us stand together and let us sing as the altar is open.